He's won three national championships at the University of North Carolina. So if you want to talk about any of that, we can try to continue that conversation. Just give us a buzz. I do want to talk some Tony Romo because it seems like the entire sports world went on DEFCON 4 earlier this morning when it finally broke that he's retiring from the game of football. And I posted very simply on Twitter, I think this is a good decision for Romo because his health had been fading. The last two years, he had played a combined five games. He had back issues. He had surgery. And uh, there appeared to be a sweepstakes emerging maybe between Denver and Houston and a couple of other franchises for his services. Cowboys are getting set to release him formally. I think that's actually going to happen later today. But in all honesty, at the age of 37, Ben, given how many times he's been hit in his Cowboys career, given the fact that he's only played in five games combined, and those are partial games in the last two seasons, it probably was the right move to get out of football and into broadcasting where he's going to sign with CBS. And guess who CBS has on Thanksgiving Day? You know it, the Dallas Cowboys. That's (laughs) going to be interesting. But I think it was the right move for Romo. He had a great career in Dallas. He made over $125 million as an undrafted free agent. Nobody saw this coming out of eastern Illinois. His original deal with the Cowboys as a UFA, just ten grand guaranteed. And he chose the Cowboys over Denver, who actually offered him twice as much cash. He said, no, I'm going to go play in Dallas. He earned that kind of bank, not even being drafted. A little snake-bitten in critical moments, but he had a lot of come-from-behind wins in the fourth quarter. It just didn't really happen for him in the playoffs. I'll go back to what I said originally. Ben, I think this is a great decision for him, for his family, and for his future now as a broadcaster. Yeah, I, I, overall, I think it is, too. Um, I don't know that he really wants to move anywhere else. And he he obviously realizes he's at the end of his career or, or towards the end of that, his career. The injuries, I'm sure, have played a, a huge role in him physically and mentally last several seasons. With all that said, I don't think we've seen the last of Tony Romo. I, I think he, he – I'm not going to be oh. shocked if he sits out – uh, oh. half a season or, or even a year and then someone gets injured. Roy, what happens if Tony Romo sits out, he remains healthy, he remains fit and Dallas needs a quarterback all of a sudden because of injury. Uh, Prescott goes down or or some you you name it. Some other some other team has an injury. I mean, there's just such a need for quarterbacks in the league and that remains that I think he will get phone calls at some point and when he will start missing the game and he'll be back. I haven't even considered the Rent-A-Romo concept. I mean, this is what Brett Favre did back in the day, didn't he? Where he gets out of the game and then he's flirting with coming back. He announces his retirement. And then all of a sudden at the end of training camp, here comes Brett Favre. It was like the worst kept secret in the National Football League for like three or four seasons. First with Green Bay, then with the Minnesota Vikings. And Favre was good enough to get Minnesota all the way to the NFC Championship game. Remember where they were lost to the Saints, and he threw a couple of costly picks in that particular contest. So a rent a Romo concept. If he steps away, maybe his body heals for a little bit. And you know what's going to happen, Dallas. This is the Cowboys in a nutshell. Because the whole organization is snake bitten because of Jerry Jones, in my opinion. I guarantee you, 
early next season, Prescott goes out, whether it's an extended injury or just for a quarter or just for a game, and people are going to start freaking out in the Metroplex saying, you know what, we never should have gotten rid of Romo. We needed Romo at some point. We knew we were going to need him at some point, and now he's no longer here. So you think he's got his, he still has one foot in the door if the right opportunity presents itself. I would tell you this. Supposedly, he's going to replace Phil Sims with Jim Nance on the number one broadcast team for CBS. Number one, that's not easy to do, to step straight from the gridiron into the broadcast booth when you haven't done it a day in your life. That's not easy to do. Uh, number two, if he signs that deal and he's part of CBS's number one announcing team, I, will they let him go to go back to football? Is that something he draws up in his contract to where, okay, I'm going to be your number one guy, but if the certain situation comes up and I still want to play, I still have the ability to go do that. I, I would think CBS would say, no, we, we can't have you doing that if you're with our number one team. So that'll be something to watch. But I don't know. Maybe he's the second coming of Brett Favre. Tom Brady is talking about playing football apparently until he's 46 or 47. Romo's only 37. So, you know, maybe if he gets a good offensive line, he could play a couple of more years. But I'll be curious to see how it shakes out. I've been interested to see this morning how many people care about this. Sports Center was like providing updates every two minutes. Ed Werder's coming on there. Sal Palantonio's coming on there. Live updates from Valley Ranch. Reaction from Jerry Jones and all the different rumors and innuendos surrounding which network he was going to sign with. First it was Fox, then it was NBC, and now apparently it's going to be CBS. I mean, people really care about Romo. And I don't know if it's because he's Tony Romo and we're just drawn to him or if it's because it's the Dallas Cowboys and it's such a freak show any quarterback that plays in Dallas, like Troy Aikman or whoever, whoever else, we're just naturally just consumed with for whatever reason. But a lot of people care about what Romo is doing. I like the concept of Rena Romo. So in your opinion right now, if you put the percentages on it, he plays another down of football in the NFL versus not playing another down of football in the National Football League. How would you put the percentages there? Uh, percentages that he plays in the NFL again. Is that what you're asking me? Yes. Sorry, I was answering the phone. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I think there's a better than not chance that he does. So I'll say 60-40 that he does. And that will be one of those things, you know, I, I don't see a TV contract stopping him from doing that. Could you think about this? Uh, CBS, in a roundabout way, would benefit if he does go back because then – now you don't have a quarterback going in the announcer booth. You have an announcer going back in, back in under center, and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of exposure and notoriety to that. You know, hey, the CBS guy last week he's calling the game. This week he's playing in the game. Um, I you know I, I could see it happening, but I tell you whether it happens or not, Tony Romo has had a great NFL life. He's made a gazillion dollars and. He's that photogenic, you know, choir boy smile kind of face to him. That he's going to be able to do anything he wants to do, and he's the rest of his life is going to be fantastic. Interesting how you frame that. Think about what you just said because I thought you were going to say he has had a great NFL career, and I, I don't know that you can say that, can you? The lack of success in the playoffs, no appearances in the Super Bowl. I go back to the season where he took over in Dallas. Remember, he didn't take a single snap in his first three seasons in the NFL. Finally, in 2006, Parcells put him into the game. I think it was the fifth or sixth game that year. 
put him into the game at halftime against the New York Giants. And then when he finally got Dallas into the playoffs, remember he was still the holder on special teams. Had a chip shot field goal to win the game. I think it was an NFC wild card contest against Seattle. And the ball slipped right through his hands. And, and so forever, it was Romo is the greatest regular season quarterback. Well, then he won a couple of playoff games over the course of a couple of years. But, Ben, they never even made it to the Super Bowl. And those 2008 through 2009 teams, those two seasons, where he had the connection with Terrell Owens and they had all that talent on defense, they were considered to be the most talented team in the NFL. And not only did they not win a world championship, they didn't even play for one. You said he had a great NFL life. I agree. He made over $127 million. But I'm not convinced that he had a great NFL career because the resume doesn't even show one Super Bowl appearance on it. As a starting quarterback, can you be great and not even play in the Super Bowl? I'm not even talking about winning one. I'm talking about just playing in one. Romo never even played in one. I don't even know if he played in more than one NFC Championship game, as a matter of fact. So can you be great at quarterback and not even have played in the Super Bowl? And I, I think in this day and era, I, I, I think the answer is no. So I, I don't think he had a great NFL career, even though we were all mesmerized by his throwing motion. We were amazed by his accuracy. He extended plays and drives with his feet, just kind of bouncing around in the pocket. He had more comeback wins in the last eight years than any other quarterback in the NFL. All those things we love and we gravitate towards. He didn't play in a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think you can call him great, especially at the quarterback position. I think he, I, I do think he is a great quarterback. I don't think he's had a, a, as great a career as he could have. But, but let me ask you this, though, Roy, as a, as a lifelong Cowboys fan as you are, when I say Dallas has underachieved for a decade now, right. what's, What's the first thing that comes to your mind as a cause for that? What's oh, the man. reason? I mean, what's the reason uh, the the Cowboys have not been more successful for a decade? Uh well, Jerry Jones there would let Bill Parcells shop for the groceries. I, I I would start with that because if Parcells felt any kind of continuity whatsoever with with Dallas ownership. Uh, that relationship or partnership could have been extended another five to six years. And had that happened, Ben, I think that would have been enough probably to get Romo at least to a Super Bowl, maybe win a Super Bowl or two. But, yeah, Jerry Jones would be the reason. I, I guess I would start there. And, and that, is, that is my point uh, with Tony Romo. I think he is a great quarterback that has been in a horribly dysfunctional system that has underachieved because the ownership – uh, won't allow it to grow, and he he hasn't had a great coach. Uh, I mean, there hasn't been a great coach there since Parcells, and you know, and, and it. I mean, that you are what you are, and what you are is Jerry Jones. Uh, you know, little love child of a program that he won't <laughs> let go of, and uh, you know, Tony Romo could have had a. I really think Tony Romo would have had a much better. Uh, career statistically had it not been for Jerry Jones and the way they've handled that franchise. So this is like the third interesting point you've made in this show alone, which makes it three interesting points this year from your perspective. You blame (laughs) the lack of Romo's greatness on Jerry Jones, and I 1,000% agree, 
but it's almost like passing the buck on why he didn't turn out to be as great as he could have been. Well, yeah, it really isn't his fault. I, I, there's something to that. And also, when Parcells left Dallas, the Cowboys did not do a good job initially of drafting in the trenches. And that probably hurt Romo's career as well, because I don't know there's another quarterback this side of Ben Roethlisberger that's been more on his backside in the last six years than Tony Romo. And obviously, he's not constructed the same way that Big Ben is, where his body can sustain you know, all those collisions and sacks. So... That's probably going to end his career, obviously, sooner than Roethlisberger. So there's something to be said there. But the Cowboys dropped the ball when Parcells left, not drafting in the trenches. So, again, you can blame Jerry Jones there. They did better later in his career. And, of course, we, wouldn't, we, we don't know what last year would have ended up like uh, because, you know, Dak Prescott stepped in and, and was able to fill the void left by Romo when he was injured uh, early in, in the preseason. So that, that kind of changed things there for maybe for him to, to close his career with some kind of magnificent Super Bowl run, we'll never know. We'll never know if that if uh, that happens. So I would agree. Great NFL life. He's a really good NFL quarterback. I I love his throwing motion. You know, he's got a quick release for a longer throwing style. If that makes sense, I'll tell you this story too because I worked last year a couple of times with Clint Sterner, who served as a Cowboys backup for about five seasons in the early 2000s, and it was at that time where the Cowboys drafted, or didn't draft Romo, they signed him as an undrafted free agent. Sterner was telling me the story how there was one a training camp where it was like him, uh, maybe Chad Hutchinson, a couple of other scrub quarterbacks in Dallas all competing for the starting spot, and and Sterner played his, his college football at Arkansas, and he'd been a career backup, but in the first two preseason games, they'd given him a start. He was getting more reps with the ones, and he told me, he goes, it's amazing how much better of a quarterback I became when I was throwing to Joey Galloway and these other speedsters who were, you know, who when they ran the routes, they were exactly where they were supposed to be. It was all about timing. And these guys were out there making millions of dollars, so they played like it. He goes, I became a much better quarterback. And here I am two weeks into preseason. And Parcells is kind of hinting that, hey, we're going to give you some more reps with the ones. We like how you're playing. And then all of a sudden, this guy, Tony Romo, steps in. And Parcells comes up to Sterner one day during training camp. He's like, hey, you've seen how this guy can toss the pill around. we got to give him some more reps. And so Sterner looks up at him and he says, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, that's no problem, coach. I'll, I'll do whatever you need. But that's not what Parcells was implying. Parcells then goes on to tell Clint Sterner, and uh, I'll do my very best to make sure I call a couple of teams on your behalf when we release you in two and a half weeks at the end of camp. <laughs> And so it was his. It was Parcells' awkward way of telling a backup quarterback who was doing really well, we're going to release you because Romo, we think, can be that good. Now, it took a little bit of time for him to get there. But even Sterner told me the first day that they saw him out there just throwing the football, back to what I said about his throwing motion, they all just kind of watched him and they were like, where did this guy come from? And the answer was Eastern Illinois. But it's amazing how so many people missed out on his arm talent because when you watch it now, it seems so obvious. And to your point, it kind of went to waste because Jerry Jones, directing traffic for the Dallas Cowboys, tends to meddle in the business, doesn't let the coaches and the uh, VPs of college and pro scouting shop for the gross groceries the way that they want to. And he does all that, and uh, it's it kind of set the Cowboys back a couple of seasons on the back end of Tony Romo's career.
All right, more on this coming up, 654-7627 if you want to talk about it. We're going to look ahead to the Orange and White game in our next segment. Don't forget, an hour away from Daniel Shirley down at Augusta National. We'll get his thoughts on the Masters and also his early thoughts on the Atlanta Braves. Shut out yesterday on opening day, 6-0 by the uh, New York Mets. We'll get his thoughts on that as well. Should be a lot of fun. If you want to talk with us, give us a call. We're back with more after this. Hey guys, Kelly here. As a Clemson graduate, I'm here to inform our listeners about Clemson Give Day. We are calling all Tigers to unite for Clemson's second Give Day on Thursday, April 6th. It's time to show you are all in. Make your gift online now at clemson.edu slash giveday and be part of this historic effort. Gifts are tax deductible. Go to clemson.edu slash giveday and share on social media using hashtag Clemson Give Day. Go Tigers! It's bow time at Bojangles. For a limited time, try the Bojangler fish fillet sandwich. I'm Brooke Archenhold. Nursing home neglect and abuse is a rising problem in our country and will continue to worsen as a large part of our population ages. If you or a loved one have been abused, neglected, or mistreated, you have rights that need to be addressed. Please call our firm, Parm Smith & Archenhold, for a free consultation at 864-242-9008. We are here to help. Parm Smith & Archenhold, 864-242-9008. Husqvarna products have always provided the power to work. Now Husqvarna is giving you the power to save too. We're offering up to 20% off new equipment purchases through Husqvarna. For example, buy an MZT 520 turn mower with a 525BX blower and a 322L trimmer and a T435 chainsaw and save nearly $1,300. It's as if you're getting the handheld products as a bonus. When you're ready to build your business or take care of your property with the power of Husqvarna products, put the power of savings to work too with the Husqvarna program. It's the best choice for your customers and crew, as well as your own property. 0% financing available with approved credit. To take advantage of this great Husqvarna savings program, see the team at Easley Lawn and Garden, 312 South Pendleton Street, Easley. Call 859-1678. Easley Lawn and Garden is veteran-owned and family-operated. 0% financing available with approved credit. Complete Nutrition just released the most effective weight loss product we've ever created. Plus, it comes with a free 21-day step-by-step program to follow, and we guarantee you success. If you lose more than 21 pounds in the first 21 days, see Complete Nutrition to adjust your plan. Healthy weight loss should not exceed a couple of pounds per week. Find Complete Nutrition in Greenville on Woodruff Road, in Spartanburg on East Blackstock Road, and in Anderson across from the Harbor Inn on North Main. O'Reilly. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store and pick up five quarts of O'Reilly conventional motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for $19.99. Extend the life of your vehicle and save money with five quarts of O'Reilly conventional motor oil for $19.99. Only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your business relies on dependable transportation from your medium and heavy-duty fleet trucks, then Advanced Maintenance should be your next call. Advanced Maintenance provides superior on-site maintenance that saves you precious time. Their free maintenance management program manages your fleet's usage and keeps track of all your service needs so you don't have to. And they even do box truck and trailer repair. Call the number that comes to you at 422-5787. That's 422-5787. 
Everyone has someone in their lives that could use a little surprise, a little pick-me-up. You want to deliver those smiles, but who has the time? School, work, and more. Try Urban Nirvana's online gift certificate. Buy and print it right from your own computer. A great way to treat your wife for making all those tailgate preparations. Your college student for all the hard work. Or mom, just because. Online purchase and print from your computer. Only at urbannirvana.com. Let me tell you how it started for me at Joe's New York Pizza with the sauce. The upstate knows this is the little Italian restaurant we've always looked for. And now I can share the deliciousness with you. Fresh and homemade dishes, enormous calzones, and pizza that's out of this world. And of course, the sauce in Seneca on Highway 123 across from Applebee's. And now in Clemson, in Patrick Square. Joe's New York Pizza with a menu offering something for everyone. Joe's New York Pizza. Pizza is what they do. At Mattress Firm, we admit we have lots of sales, but this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity so big, even we're impressed. Save up to 70% off famous name brands. Plus, take up to $2,000 off floor models from Sealy, Tempur-Pedic, and others. Everything must go to make room for the next generation of sleep products. So don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sleep and save like never before. Only at Mattress Firm. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com circulars. Product offer and prices may vary in Hawaii. means three great hours of sports talk it's the roy philpot show on 105.5 the roar he seems to know what he's talking about and now back to roy and ben second hour rolling right along on a beautiful tuesday afternoon in the upstate ben milstead roy philpot here at 105.5 the roar spring game coming up this weekend gonna talk some college football more on Tony Romo in this segment. Your phone calls, obviously, more than encouraged as well. We're presented by our good friends at ZipRecruiter. We're talking about sports in the upcoming NFL draft. Where's Deshaun going? Whether it's a first or seventh round pick, drafting the right player is always the key to success. Whether it's that six-foot wide receiver, the speedy edge rusher, or a dynamic signal caller, the same goes for your business or department. Finding the right talent makes all the difference in the world. And where do you go to scout that talent? It's ZipRecruiter, where right now you can post your job opening to 200-plus job boards across the web, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with one click. And, yes, it's that easy. ZipRecruiter then identifies the potential candidates, notifies them about your job in just a matter of minutes. No more countless hours searching. ZipRecruiter does all the dirty work for you. You can select, screen, and rate candidates all in one place. With ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard, find the right fit fast. And right now. Our listeners here at 105.5 The Roar can post their job opening for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash play. You've heard me say it before. ZipRecruiter.com slash play. Try it for free today, right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash play. Fill that opening. Grow your business. Make it happen with our good friends at ZipRecruiter. Back to your phone calls. Brought to you by Northland Communications. College basketball, college football, Tony Romo. All on the agenda today. we got the Masters coming up. Daniel Shirley joins us live from Augusta National in a few minutes. Ryan is up with us next on the phones. Ryan, good afternoon. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Ryan, we're doing well, buddy. Hope you are. Uh, so I had, a, I had a question about uh, Tony Romo and his uh, with his legacy. Uh, do you think he's the best quarterback to not play in a Super Bowl? 
Say that again. Is he is he the best quarterback to not play in a Super Bowl? To not play in the Super Bowl. Oh, we we got to think about that for a second. The best quarterback not to play in a Super Bowl. It's one thing to get there. Remember, Dan Marino got there in '84. Got there in his first or second season. We thought that he would be there many, many more times, and he never got back. Had that not happened, I think he would be the best quarterback never to get there. I mean, off the top of my head, I would argue probably yes, Ryan. Honestly, yes. Yeah, I hadn't done much research, but I, I couldn't think of anyone uh, better than him. Did Ken Stabler make it to the Super Bowl? I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Did the Snake make it? Did he win a championship with the Raiders? Maybe he did. I, I want to say that he at least went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, yep. Yeah, Romo probably would be that player just because he won all those regular season games. There were a number of years where it felt like the Cowboys were the most talented team, if not in the NFL, certainly in the NFC, and he never even played in one. And so there was a bit of underachieving that took place. Ben blamed it on Jerry Jones. I would tend to agree, and off the top of my head, yeah, he probably is best quarterback never to, to reach the world championship game. All right, that was all. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. I mean, I, I think that's fair. I mean, you'd have to give me a list of quarterbacks that have never made it, I suppose. And maybe there's somebody that slipped through the cracks. But off the top of my head, I, I, yeah, he probably is. And, and you know, part of that is on his shoulders. Part of that is he made some boneheaded throws in playoff situations. Part of that is he dropped the snap for a game-winning field goal in an NFC wild card game. Part of it is, too, that, you know what, the Cowboys probably didn't surra- uh, surround him with the kind of talent that they needed to in the trenches for a number of seasons uh, late in the last decade. Stabler did win the Super Bowl, right? He won one, didn't he? Uh, Super Bowl eleven. I know uh, Archie Manning never played in a Super Bowl. I think that's right, but his NFL career wasn't like off the charts. He was more of a college quarterback. Uh, let's just put that in the old Googler here and see. <laughs> All right, while you do that, we'll get to another call, 654-ROAR. Seminole Ted is up with us next on the phones. Ted, good afternoon. Go ahead. Hey, Roy, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I wanted to go to a little draft. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, that's kind of a two-pronged question. Who do you think will go first? And I, I personally, I think that Dalvin Cook is going to go to the Panthers. I think it's a good fit for him. I don't think that anybody should take any of these running backs in the first round. Just too many needs, and I just don't know that this day and age, first round picks on draft or on running backs is the best way to go. So I'll take your comments off the air, Roy. Thanks for time. All right, thank you, Ted. I mean, me personally, I don't think it's close. I would go Dalvin Cook, the first running back off the board in the 2017 draft, and I, I say that because of injury concerns for Leonard Fournette. I, I say that as well because he took a pounding at times. At LSU, I mean, he's a brute force physical specimen. All right, he's going to run over you as opposed to run around you. Now, he does have pretty good speed for a man of his size, but I like the overall explosiveness of Cook. And the other thing is, too, I like Cook's size better than Fournette. The lower center of gravity, he's not going to absorb as many big hits as what Fournette likely is. You know, one of the reasons Emmett Smith played for a decade and a half, and a half in the NFL is because he was hard to tackle because he was so small in stature. It wasn't that he was, you know, tiny and, and, and not strong or weak. It was just that he was hard to find, and he would hide behind those big offensive linemen. He would bolt through the hole right as it opened up, and he made a career out of doing that. I don't think he was the best running back to ever play, but he left as the game's all-time leading rusher because of his durability and because he was hard 
to get that big hit on. I think the same theory applies with Dalvin Cook. I would go Dalvin Cook as the first running back off the board. I would love that fit in Carolina. It gives Cam Newton another weapon. Uh, that certainly makes sense. I, I'd like to see Mike Williams, former Clemson wide receiver at Carolina. I've read some mock drafts that think that that could be a possibility. That would be a tremendous fit, I think, for Mike and also for Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers in general. But, Ben, if I'm looking at running backs, there's no question. Leonard Fournette, you know, he, he was injured uh, in that final year at LSU. There was several discussions down in Baton Rouge that maybe he was asking not to play in certain games, trying to make sure that he was healthy enough for the NFL, which I respect, but I also kind of second-guess somewhat. I like Cook's overall body of work better, and I like his smaller size and explosiveness a little bit better than Leonard Fournette. Is that fair? That's fair. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Fournette is incredibly talented. I just don't trust him. I don't trust his heart. I don't trust that he can stay healthy. Uh, and and I, I think Dalvin Cook was called on to do a lot more at Florida State uh, than, than Fournette was. He can catch the ball as well, which is important nowadays out of the backfield in the NFL. I, I'm surprised Cook has, from the last thing I saw on Dalvin Cook, he kind of slid a little bit. And, and I don't really know why, because I I think Dalvin Cook is a, a is going to be an incredible NFL talent. Well, there were some off the field issues uh, stemming. Remember, Dalvin Cook was one time committed to Clemson. I don't know how many people remember this, but Cook was committed to Clemson. He was committed to Miami, and then he ended up signing with Florida State. But there were some off the field issues. I think even going back then, and then more recently, there was an off the field issue. Uh, as he was uh, accused of battery, but eventually found not guilty. So there could be some things going on there to determine whether or not the Panthers or any other team in the top ten are interested in his services. For the record, Carolina does have the number eight overall pick. They do have a need at running back because Jonathan Stewart's not getting any younger, obviously. The offensive tackle and a pass rusher, I think, would also be up there just off the top of my head from a Panthers perspective. But uh, Dalvin Cook... I like his size better than Fournette. He's not as big. I think he's clearly a step faster. I think he can catch the football out of the backfield a little bit too, which I'm a big fan of. And he would be a tremendous addition for that offense. They needed help last year. They needed help when it comes to uh, offensive football. And, and yeah, on the uh, Archie Manning thing, for those wondering, remember he was in New Orleans his entire career, and they stunk. Like if you go back and watch the the, the Folly films of the NFL where you've got all these – uh, you know, mistakes being made by players and stupid losses and losing seasons. And, and Archie Manning and the, the No Luck Saints are like a mainstay of some of those old VCR tapes you can find out there. I don't know how great his career was or how great he was perceived in the NFL during that time period. I don't think it was that good. It was obviously great in college. But, you know, maybe he would be a name you could add to that list as far as all-time great quarterbacks that never played, never even reached a Super Bowl, and I think Tony Romo, just off the top of our heads again, uh, probably would headline that list. Back to your phone call, 654-ROAR. Malcolm is up with us next. Good afternoon, Malcolm. You're on the air. Hello? Hey, Malcolm, are you with us? Go ahead. I'm with you. How are you doing, guys? We're doing fine, my friend. I'm sorry I'm in the car, so I'm on a speakerphone, but... uh. I want to talk a little bit about the Final Four. Uh, I'm a North Carolina fan. Been watching since the days of Charlie Scott. 
But it was been a rough year for me sports-wise. You know what happened in North Carolina last year? And uh, I'm a Falcon fan also, so you know what happened there. Last night, it was hard for me to look at that game. It, it, that, they are one of the worst free-throw shooting teams I've ever seen win a championship. Would you agree? <laughs> I would. I mean, they missed 11 free throws last night, so it was a struggle. It was a struggle from the field. I mean, they were only 4 of 27 from three-point range, too. I mean, they couldn't throw in the ocean standing on the beach. I guess what I'm trying to wrap my head around is how did they win, in your estimation? I'm looking at it. They was out-rebounded. That's their bread and butter rebounding. They were out-rebounded. Uh, they barely outshot Gonzaga. Um what 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 made them win last night? Was it just sheer will and determination, or what was it? That was part of it. It was also that Gonzaga missed some open looks. I mean, just based off what I saw, Karnowski had a couple of point blank opportunities, and he—I mean—he really couldn't—he couldn't find the basket to save his life. And, and again, Malcolm, I don't know if that speaks to the fact that North Carolina was more comfortable and more confident in that setting because of its roster, because they played in it last year, and, and the, because Gonzaga was playing in its first-ever Final Four and its first-ever national championship game. I, that may have had something to do with that, where Gonzaga at times missed those open looks that they were draining the entire tournament or maybe was a little more tentative than at any other point in the regular season. So I, I think the experience of last year, the veteran leadership of North Carolina, I thought they played well enough defensively to get the job done. But the experience and the ability to stay comfortable when the game was on the line in those final two minutes, they just made that one more play that they needed, and Gonzaga it wasn't good enough at that juncture to be able to do the same thing. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, just one more thing. I think that when they announced the, uh, the player of the, of, the, of the game or, or for the tournament, I think it should have been Kennedy Meeks. Joe Barry had a nice game last night. Not nothing spectacular, but I think if it wasn't for Kennedy Meeks' game on Saturday and last night his defense, yep. I don't think they would have won. Malcolm, we appreciate it. Thank you for the phone call. His ability to rebound against Oregon was huge. We saw that. Uh, in that final sequence where the Tar Heels missed a couple of free throws, but Oregon never got it back with a chance to win it. He had a double-double and a career-high 25 points in that game. There's something to be said there. Ben makes a great point to me. North Carolina only turned the basketball over four times last night. Now, that is unheard of in that setting. I think, again, it speaks to the comfort level of the Tar Heels being in that situation because they were there last year and because they were a veteran ball club. Uh, but that also, that number, the four turnovers, the lowest in the Roy Williams era, the lowest in 14 years, the fewest amount of turnovers that North Carolina has ever uh, has ever had. So, I mean, I, you know, you don't turn it over like that, Ben. I guess you can miss some more shots and miss some more free throws and still find a way to win a championship. Yeah, I, there's, there's another side to that stat, though. And four turnovers, only four turnovers, I mean, that's great no matter how you slice it up. But the other thing is, you think about the way North Carolina played, particularly in the first half. They didn't have a lot of. They didn't give themselves a lot of opportunity to turn the ball over. I mean, it was like, okay, Justin Jackson's bring the ball down the court. Justin Jackson shoots. Gonzaga rebound. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I think there's something to that. They didn't run a whole lot of offense that would contribute to turnovers either. So, uh, but but still, they did a good job of protecting the ball. And uh, you know, and that's that's a 
that's an incredibly low number, especially in a in a in a championship game. Your point about those quick shots, the first twenty minutes, North Carolina's offense was okay, grab the rebound, outlet pass. And Justin Jackson took more bad threes in the first half than probably any other half he's ever played in in Chapel Hill because they would they would maybe pass the ball twice in their half-court offense, and Jackson would be running full speed away from the rim, would receive the, pa- the pass chest high, and then in one motion execute the jump stop and then rise up for the three-point attempt. But it's like his body the momentum of his body was still going the opposite direction and he would get an open look and to a certain extent it would be deemed a good look but the problem was there was too much motion there was too much force away from the rim in the jumper to where he was going to be able to make it and again he was 0 for 9 from bonus land last night 0 for 9 North Carolina as a team was 4 for 27 North Carolina as a team missed 11 free throws but they only turned the basketball over four times and Gonzaga was a little Nervous, perhaps, down the stretch. And Gonzaga missed a ton of open looks. Mm-hmm. Malcolm wants to know how were they able to win it, all those things. It was all of that. And then, you know, there's a bad call, 50 seconds to go. And uh, the game itself lacked any kind of offensive rhythm. And I guess that ended up favoring North Carolina in the end, too. Yeah, it did. And, you know, and then I guess a lot, the last thing, the bigs for Gonzaga, all three of their guys got in foul trouble. Uh, they, yep. You know, Ed early uh they had, they all three had two fouls at the half uh but then you know had to really battle that the rest of the game you know ironically kennedy meeks and uh and a couple of north carolina players ended up that way too but it just felt like it affected gonzaga more it took them out of their flow more because a lot of their offense runs through their big men and uh when when you had to sit those guys it kind of just took them out of their game a little bit No doubt about it. Second hour continues. More of your phone calls coming up. We'll press the button, get you to college football as well, the upcoming Orange and White game. Outside of quarterback, what else are we going to be watching coming up Saturday at 2.30? We'll get into that. Your calls, Daniel Shirley at 2.25 as well, live from Augusta National. Back with all that and more after this. Be sure to join Wild at Twin Peaks this Thursday from 3 to 7. 29-degree draft beer, awesome food, and great service from the lovely ladies. Come on out this Thursday from 3 to 7 with Walt Deptula at Twin Peaks on Woodruff Road in Greenville. Ready for Clemson football? The 2017 spring game plays on 105.5 The Roar. Join Scott Reimer and Kelly Gramlich on April 8th for the Tiger pregame show at noon and the game starting at 2. Get your first glimpse of the new national champion Clemson Tiger football team. The spring game plays on the flagship station for Clemson football. 105.5 The Roar. Brought to you by Blue Ridge Security, Elkmont, CMH Handling, Your Pie, r r Golf, Founders Credit, ACD Sports, McNeely Store and Rental, Urban Nirvana, and Turner's Jewelers. Coming up, Don Munson will have the Solid Orange Daily Show presented by the Greenville Health System on the Clemson Tigers Sports Network. One tiny device is making a big impact on heart patients in the upstate. It's a new heart valve placed using a minimally invasive procedure giving high-risk patients a second chance at life without open-heart surgery. This breakthrough technology is only available at select hospitals nationwide, including here at Greenville Health System. For even more reasons to trust your heart care to GHS, visit ghs.org slash heart. Greenville Health System, advancing health care for generations. 
Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Congratulations to junior outfielder Ree Rollman on being named ACC Player of the Week. It was announced yesterday by the league's office. It was the second Player of the Week honor for the Moore South Carolina native who was named ACC Co-Player of the Week on May 18th back in 2015. It also marked the third week in a row that a Tiger has been honored by the ACC as junior catcher Chris Williams was named ACC Player of the Week on March the 20th and sophomore right-handed pitcher Alex Eubanks was named Pitcher of the Week on March 27th. Roman went 8 for 16 at the plate with two home runs, two doubles, eight RBIs, five runs scored, six walks. He was hit by a pitch, had a 1,000 slugging percentage and a 652 on-base percentage to lead Clemson to four wins in five games last week. He also had at least one hit and one walk in all five games. Also had an outfield assist in Saturday's game at Georgia Tech when he threw out a runner at the plate. On Wednesday, he hit a walk-off single in Clemson's win over Winthrop. And then on Sunday, went three for five with two home runs, a grand slam, and a three-run shot. A double, seven RBIs, three runs scored, and a walk in a 13-6 victory at Georgia Tech. It was the first time since 2010 that a Tiger has totaled more than five RBIs in a game. In our report presented by the Greenville Health System, the official healthcare research partner of Clemson University. Complete Nutrition just released the most effective weight loss product we've ever created. Plus, it comes with a free 21-day step-by-step program to follow. And we guarantee you success. If you lose more than 21 pounds in the first 21 days, see Complete Nutrition to adjust your plan. Healthy weight loss should not exceed a couple of pounds per week. Find Complete Nutrition in Greenville on Woodruff Road, in Spartanburg on East Blackstock Road, and in Anderson across from the Harbor Inn on North Main. There's never been a better time than now to buy from George Coleman Ford. Cars cost less than travelers rest. Like a 2016 Focus Titanium with leather, navigation, and moonroof. 25800 MSRP. Sales priced at George Coleman Ford now for just $18,949. And remember, there are never any dealer fees at George Coleman Ford. Serving you for over 85 years and four generations. For the ride of a lifetime, George Coleman Ford. With approved credit, must own 95 or newer Ford, Lincoln, or Mercury. Since 1902, Carrier has been a leader in producing the most advanced heating and air systems in the world. For 25 years, Carolina Heating Services has been providing top quality heating and air conditioning services in the upstate. Today, the new Carrier Infinity Heating and Cooling System represents the best that both have to offer. For a limited time, Carolina Heating is giving away a free AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Services at 864-232-5684 for your free system. Carolina Heating Service Comfort Matters. They're dedicated to making sure your house, office, or business is comfortable any time of the year. Regular maintenance is the best way to prevent breakdowns, especially when the weather is at its worst. The trusted technicians at Carolina Heating Service can keep your system running smoothly. And what better way to stay comfortable than with this limited-time offer? A free carrier AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Service today, 864-232-5684. that's made just for you is a perfect fit, right? Like a tailored suit. It fits your measurements. No one else's. That same kind of fit is exactly what Engineered Sleep strives for. A mattress made just for you, built to your sleeping patterns and habits. What could be more important than a good night's rest? Engineered Sleep wants to make it a perfect night's rest. If after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. 
Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process. Learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there is no middleman. Factory to you! And you can score a significant discount by picking up your mattress instead of having it delivered. Engineered sleep, it's not mattress shopping, it's an experience. Listen all day at work. Listen on the computer. It's all digital and stuff. Live and local. The future of entertainment. Live and local all day. 105.5 The Roar. Hey, great to be back in action with you this week. Back at 105.5 The Roar. Ben Milstead, Roy Philpott, Van Halen playing in the background. You being back in action, Roy, just makes me want to jump. <laughs> Jump off a cliff, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to be back this week after the uh, hiatus last week. Had a great uh, laugh with Ben yesterday uh, on just the schmuck that I am talking about the CBI tournament. I, I thought Ben was asking me about it yesterday, and really he was just trying to get my take on something totally different. And I just talked about it for 10 minutes on end. I thought it was pretty entertaining radio, even though maybe it was boring to hear about the CBI. But it's just good to be back. The condescending nature of this show will yeah. exist forever. I mean, it just does. It's a little show, little station. We get the job done. and I, you know, I'm in a good mood to be back. I've got a lot to talk about. You know, when you haven't been on the air for five or six weekdays in a row, it just it gets stocked up, right? I mean, you, you get kind of backed up with information, and then all of a sudden you start regurgitating worthless sports knowledge to your family, and they're just kind of looking at you like, what, why are you talking to us about this? You need an outlet. Go do your show. Shut the crap up. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. So it's good to be back. I feel good about it. You know, and you and I both had kind of radio and text silence there for several days, and then right, right. we would... Well, we, we need our space. We need our space, right? We're like an old married couple. Yes. I mean, you can't be in each other's grill 24-7. Everybody needs their own individual space at times. But then it was interesting. We, we started kind of doing show segments via text just to one another <laughs> just to get it off our chest. It, you know, we were just snarky with each other, and it, it was like, yes, I feel better. I feel better. Yes. And I feel better being back this week. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's good to be back. 654-7627. The phone number is 654-ROAR. Brought to you by our good friends at Locomart, located at 480 Old Greenville Highway. That's right across the street from Bojangles. They've got the best prices on gasoline in upstate South Carolina. You can see a lot of local celebrities like Mickey Plyler there many times when you stop by to fill up the tank. Convenience store that offers the convenience of craft beer. They're open until midnight tonight. They're always student-friendly. Under new management. What's not to love about our good friends at Locomart? It's Marathon Fueling the American Spirit, 480 Old Greenville Highway. Go by, fill up the tank, and experience the convenience inside of their convenience store, which also, again, offers craft beer. Who doesn't like craft beer? I've been doing more of the random beers lately. I, I, I was too much of kind of, I don't, it's not even a beer snob, but like I would go and I'd always order the same beer, the same brew everywhere I went, and it's just one of the national brands, you know. But lately, I've been doing the local beers when I travel or IPA, whatever. And I've been kind of into that. And you can do that over at Locomart. Is that okay to talk about that on the radio? I don't even know sure. if that's okay. Sure, yeah. Talk okay. away, man. Talk yeah. away. I enjoy a good Pilsner. There I... <laughs> right? I What's wrong with that? I don't know what that is. but I, I mean, I know what that is, but I don't know what that is. 
So you I, know, and I, I don't either. It just sounded like I knew what I was talking about yes. when I said it. I, I know it's just a it's a drink. It's I'm going to have one, right? Yes, uh, it exactly. It, it makes you sound like a uh, like a an educated alcoholic. Really, <laughs> so <it's> a, <laughs> no the, kidding. The other thing, right? Uh, he's not. But the other thing that I've started doing, and I hate admitting this on the air. I absolutely hate it because. I have been just completely destroyed on Twitter every time we talk about this. I've gone back to my old school collegiate ways when I'm ordering a steak at popular restaurants. Many times I find myself ordering the steak medium now so I don't have the kitchen, the wait staff, the managers, or people that I'm with making fun of me behind my back. Because I happen to enjoy my steak medium well. So consciously, I've been making the decision to order the steak medium. And at times, it's been downright red inside. Not just pink. I mean, it's just been like bloody red. I've eaten it. It's okay. I don't know that I like it as much as medium well. But I'm just doing that so people don't make fun of me. And I thank you and our listeners as a result of all this. It's given me a complex. Thank you very much. You don't know how much that warms my heart Roy because you're 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 a stubborn individual and that's a good right. thing in in many walks of life when it comes to your steak though that's a bad thing and the fact that the peer pressure from the Roy Philpot show has gotten yeah. to you and you are you are no longer burning the taste out of your steak that just there's nothing more you could have told me today to make me any happier, Roy, than that well, you are now well, a medium guy instead of, uh, you know, charbroiled. Full disclosure here, the peer pressure is very real. I mean, it is very real. So I, I, I'm not even joking about that. It is so real, and, and I have caved in. And, and then also, you have to understand this, too. When you order your steak, many occasions at certain establishments, if you order it at one temperature, it comes in at another. So honestly, what I think, my medium well at times is really like a medium. And when I've ordered medium at times, I have found that it's more like a medium rare. So depending on where you go to order the steak, it comes in, even when you order it at the same temperature, it comes in at a different temperature than what you ordered. So there is a little bit of ambiguity surrounding that component of it, right? Because if you go to one steakhouse and you say, I want it medium, they say, okay, that comes with the pink center. Or if you say, I want it medium well, well, it's a light pink center and, you know, brown everywhere else or whatever. And they all claim that it's the same. But when the cook is back there, you know, putting it up on the grill, all the cooks don't cook it the same way, right? Right. Now, I'm imagining, and you tell me if this has ever happened, I'm imagining you ordering a steak medium well, and then you look over towards the door to the kitchen, and the chef has his, the cook has his head poked out around the corner, and the waitress is pointing <laughs> at you like they're having a conversation. Has that ever happened at any point? And they just kind of roll their eyes, and he you know, goes back into the, that ever happened? Have you ever been pointed it, it, it ha- at, ridiculed in a restaurant? I have, but not by the people that you're talking about. Like, I mean, it's been more of an eye roll or a quick turn away from the table when I've said I want it medium well. 
you know, by the waiter or by the you know, waitress, whatever. I don't even know if that's the politically correct term for your server, I suppose, is maybe what it should be called in 2017. There's been some of that. I, I've never had the cook stick his, stick his fat face out of the, the kitchen and, and just to see. No, it hasn't been anything like that. How but about a long, I've endured some ridicule. How about, how about a long sigh from your server? Mr. Phil, yeah. oh, you okay, yeah. so I had Caesar salad, and you say you said medium well? Yes, <sighs> yes. Yeah, the sigh, the <laughs> eye roll, the quick turn away from the table, the look of disgust, yes. And, and, and you know, maybe this person's had a bad day, but that's happened a couple of times. So the peer pressure is real. I, I'm not proud to admit this over the airwaves, but uh, I, I have done the medium. And, and there are certain places now where I know if I go in – and I order the medium, it's basically going to be at the temperature I want uh, as opposed to medium well. So I, I really, in all honesty, this whole ordeal has just been about vernacular, right? Because my medium well really is your medium, like what I want. That's okay. how I look at it. Now. All right. Now yeah, we're it's, it's, all, it's, it's all about syntax. That's, that's all this thing is about. It's not, it's not really about taste and what I like versus what you like. See, see you're, you're now in the medium club, and you want to pretend like you've been in the club all along, and really you right. haven't. That's the, no, I, I, but, I, but I it, feel like I have. Whatever makes you feel better about yourself, that's fine. Uh, we got Mark Dofer. Let's see if we can check in with him real quick. Uh, Dofer, we got about 90 seconds left in this hour. Uh, what's going on, my friend? Not much. You're talking my language. I grew up on a beef cattle farm. You're talking steaks. I'm calling in. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, okay, okay. Well, we we got to ask you to hold through the break then because we can't get all this in in 60 seconds. We got to ask you to hold over through the top of the hour break. Oh, I can definitely do that. All right, we'll do that. We'll also talk some college basketball. I know he's been out in uh, Phoenix the last couple of days. He's and we'll been get to everywhere. For coming up. Yeah, he has been. The mystery machines all over the country with yep. all these championships that uh, these in-state programs have been playing for recently. That's right. So we'll get to Mark Dofer. Also, Daniel Shirley, live from Augusta National. He'll join us coming up at 225. Mark Dofer, sports anchor from WYFF, joins us in our next segment. And apparently he's a steak expert. Not really surprised by that. We'll check in with Mark after this. Stay tuned. From unruly fans in the Blue Ridge Security Studio. What are our young people coming to these days? We are WCCP. Clemson Greenville. 1055. The Roar. Welcome to Presbyterian College Blue Hose Men, and I'm Ryan Clary. The men's tennis team won three consecutive matches last week to extend its winning streak to six and improve to 5-0 and in Big South play this season. The Blue Hose topped UNC Asheville 5-2 on Monday before a pair of 6-1 victories over Liberty and Longwood on the road over the weekend. PC concludes Big South play this week with a home match against Winthrop on Thursday before taking on Radford on Saturday. With a win in one of the two matches, PC would guarantee itself at least a share of the Big South regular season title. The PC baseball team took two of three from Radford over the weekend for the first series win against the Highlanders. The Blue Hose improved to 3-3 three and three in Big South play this season to currently sit in a tie for fourth place. Tanner Chalk tossed a complete game, allowing one run with a career-high 12 strikeouts in a 4-1 win on Saturday. Softball recorded its first conference series win, taking two of three against Charleston Southern over the weekend. The Blue Hose will head to Liberty for three games this weekend, beginning on Friday. For more on PC Athletics, log on to GoBlueHose.com. This has been the Presbyterian College Blue Hose Minute. I'm Ryan Clary. Complete Nutrition just released the most effective weight loss product we've ever created. Plus, it comes with a free 21-day step-by-step program to follow. And we guarantee you success. If you lose more than 21 pounds in the first 21 days, see Complete Nutrition to adjust your plan. Healthy weight loss should not exceed a couple of pounds per week. 
Find complete nutrition in Greenville on Woodruff Road, in Spartanburg on East Blackstock Road, and in Anderson across from the Harbor Inn on North Main. As you prepare for this year's spring game, get into ACD Sports. They're blowing out their national championship.